BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am our MC Sure Six M Channel One Five Nine on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. We'll welcome our AM Radio affiliates back in a couple of moments. Shout out to our boy Jamie in Minnesota. Jamie in Minnesota, old school Rageaholic, goes back to the Hardcore Sports Radio, Sirius Channel Ninety Eight Days, One Eighty Six Days, um, the old Road Rage Days. Um, Jamie in Minnesota, old school, uh, old school listener. Good to see you. Uh, Jamie, and you're still around. And the fact, you know, I've got my concerns actually about Larry and Wawa. Where is Larry and Wawa? Larry and Wawa was a regular, he was around, man. He was around for a long time that he wouldn't have just disappeared without, like, you know, you know, I don't think he suddenly stopped liking the show after 15 years type of deal. So I don't know. I was thinking about that, Jamie, and you know, remember Larry and Wawa was there with us in Minnesota that night at the UFC. It was at the Brock Lesnar Heath Herring night? It was my birthday. That was a memorable night. <laughs> it's a memorable weekend. <laughs> that weekend, a lot of road rages are kind of hazy, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 we were in that city, and yeah, oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I sort of, it's like, yeah, you know what I mean. But like that one, there was so many things that happened in in Minneapolis to us that it was very memorable. Very, very memorable. I went out with that Brett Rogers guy to like an after-hours party, the fighter, Brett Rogers, before he went all psycho and started like beating people up everywhere. Where is that guy now? Um, remember Brett Rogers. Um, <laughs> that was my weekend. So Friday night, it's like 4 in the morning. Next thing I know, I'm with it was me and Brett Rogers, the strike force fighter at the time. <laughs> We're like at some after-hours party somewhere. Uh, there was the Brock Lesnar, Heath Herring debacle. Um, I remember, uh, yeah, it was, it was just one thing, one thing after another, one thing after that, we were supposed to go to some party after on Saturday and they sent us to the wrong hotel and it turned into like a massive train wreck. Uh, so yeah, I hope you're all right, Larry and Wawa, wherever you are, but I've got my concerns. Like I said, we never had his number or anything like that, right? He was in a, he used to be in a chat and, uh, he'd show up at some of the live shows and stuff like that. So, uh, shout out to Larry. Rickster, we don't know with Rickster, we don't know where the Rickster is. Like I said, a lot of people that were there that week. That's the thing. We're getting older right now, right? Listen, man, this show's been going on for 21 years. There's a lot of like listeners that I was big fans of. They used to come to shows and stuff. They just sort of disappear. They're gone. And you know, sometimes you think the worst. Like, where the hell is Mike from Buffalo at? Like, where's Mike the trucker? It's been a couple of years. Like, where's Mike at? I don't have Mike's number, and you know, people that did like said, "I don't know, I haven't heard from him, but I don't think anything's wrong." But I don't know. The Bills are pretty good. You're telling me that the Buffalo Bills are as good as they are, and Mike from Buffalo isn't around anymore? Come on. Like I said, like, uh, but what can you do? It starts to get in your head, and you start to worry about everybody, and like, then you know. But we do care about our listeners, especially the ones that we meet, right? Over the years. So uh, yeah, we hope Mike. Like I said, it's been a while, man. With Mike. It's uh, It's been a couple of years. And like I said, the Bills, Mike loves the Bills, man. And the Bills are good. So, like, he'd be, he'd be all fired up and stuff.
the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretti. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust up, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it level two. Let's do this thing. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. The Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. The Dallas Cowboys were victorious this evening. Cooper Rush is now 3-0 as the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He won last week against Cincinnati. He beat New York tonight, and he started one game last year against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and he threw for like 325 yards in the victory in that uh, football game. They've been winning football games when Cooper Rush is under center. Now it looks like Dak Prescott's going to be back, and now the pressure's going to be on Dak. George, George Kurtz will step up and in and join us in a couple of moments. We'll get his thoughts on the quarterback situation and the Dallas Cowboys uh, win. Aaron Judge's pursuit of number 61 continues, and this thing is um, this thing is dragging right now, and you can feel the tension, and it's to the point now, like Aaron Judge gets a single, and it's like, oh, it's like a letdown. <laughs> I mean, his mother is traveling. Uh, you got Maris's grandkids traveling as well. And it's interesting that Aaron Judge was wearing a hoodie today before the game. And normally I wouldn't comment on a player's hoodie before a baseball game. But it said New York or nowhere. Very interesting. See, New York Yankee fans are all fired up about this. But maybe he's um, he's going to pull a fast one. And he means he's going to side with the New York Metropolitans. New York or nowhere, right? New York or nowhere. Because, you know, like Yankee, oh, look at this, he's wearing a New York or nowhere. Uh, yeah, he's wearing a New York. It didn't say New York Yankees or nowhere. It just said New York. And you know, man, you know that Cohen's going to come after Aaron Judge with the money that he has. He would like nothing better to stick it to the Yankees and try to, like, I don't know. Is Aaron Judge going to be loyal to the Yankees to the point that if, like, he offers, like, nearly double type of thing, like, like, Steve, is Cohen could, like, really just come in and overpay on this thing. Like, he really could. And speaking of which, the Braves were victorious tonight. Dodgers and the Friars both off. They're back at it on Tuesday. We'll uh, check in with the baseball scene with George Kurtz as well. We'll get his thoughts on what's going down. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzi. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. I'm 
All right, let's do this thing. It's level two. A lot of stuff uh, to get to. Dallas Cowboys uh, victorious tonight. We crush it. We go 11-2. and two. I forgot about the Pollard uh, prop, but we hit the first touchdown of the game. George Kurtz was with, with us on Game Time Decisions, and he was scared of the NHL preseason. 6-1, and one, George. NHL preseason. 6-1 and one, uh, tonight, but that won't dampen your spirits because the Cowboys did win. So you'll be happy about that despite the fact you left money on the table in the NHL. But how you doing tonight, Kurtz? Well, first, uh, I'll give, I guess, I guess I'll give you and Cam your props. I did bet the Seattle game. It was a small bet because it was the last game that was going on tonight. Because you guys were so, so much won. harder. I'm like, fine, I'll bet the damn game. What was the final score? I have no idea, but I'm assuming we won because I know you said you went six and one. I saw you on uh, Twitter say you were four and one with the Seattle game pending earlier. So I, I guess we had okay. to win. It was three nothing for the Kraken. Never in doubt. <laughs> three nothing. I know. I know they were up two goals at one point. I saw the uh, the Oilers tweeting out uh, their twi- Twitter site saying they were down two in the third period. So I felt pretty good about that. But like I said, it was a small bet just for the hell of it. Well, you know what? Tune in to Game Time Decisions tomorrow, George. There'll be more. <laughs> There'll be more. And we hit Barkley's first touchdown of the game uh, tonight, which was nice. Took forever. I almost forgot I had the bet because it took so long for a touchdown to actually happen. But then the game ends up going over the number when it's all said and done. And I tell you what, like I teased it to the over. And I, I said this on the TV show in Game Time Decisions, guys. There's nothing but truth and winners on the show. When I said this game is just like that Pittsburgh-Cleveland game the other night on Thursday night, it was even the same total. That total in Cleveland the other night was like 39.5. This was 39.5. It went down to 38.5 before kickoff tonight. But, George, whenever – it happens all the time, bro. Look look at the Bills and the Dolphins. Oh, this game's going to be a track meet shootout, right? It wasn't. It was 21-19. Tonight, oh, there's, it's going to be terrible. Look, it was a field goal fest. When it's all said and done, they ended up cracking the barrier and going over the 38 and a half. And let's face it, the game should have been more higher scoring than that. I mean, if CeeDee Lamb can catch, uh, that's an easy touchdown. He dropped there. And also, I think it was on the second series, maybe the third series, uh, Cooper Rush hit a nice play to Noah Brown for about 15 yards. He missed that uh, CeeDee Lamb was running wide open down the middle of the field. Could have been another touchdown there. So uh, I guess that happens a lot every game. There's always uh, missed uh, opportunities here. But, uh, hey, as a Cowboy fan, they make it interesting because God forbid they should do what they're supposed to do here. But, uh, you know, hey, ugly wins are better than pretty losses. And for a season that looked like it might have been over when Dak got hurt, all of a sudden, you know, you play in the Commanders Sunday. You get a W there, you're 3-1 and one before you got to go face some big boys in the Rams and Eagles. You know what? What's up you said about, listen, you're right, there could have been more points, and I talked about it with Cooper Rush and his numbers. I said his numbers could have been better. You know, see, uh, Lamb dropped the wide-open pass that probably would have ended up being a touchdown, and it would have added like 50, 60 yards or whatever it was to his numbers right there. There was a blatant pass interference in the end zone that oh, was not God. called. He got tackled. Yeah. So that's four more points, George, instead of the three, right? That should have been a touchdown. Let's be real. It would have been first and goal on the one they would have scored. I'm not a big Wooda guy, but it would have been first and goal on the one they would have scored. So that was four points. You know, we talked about the blatant holding late with Brown getting like you know, held up by two players. It's just it was it was sort of constant, sort of constant all night. And as you stated, at the end, the clock management, like, you can't end up giving the ball back. Like, I, it's sort of like I'm sitting there watching, and I realize, I'm like, how the hell do you guys manage to get the ball back? They had one timeout, too, George, the Giants. That was the thing. I'm like, they only have one timeout left. And then the Cowboys start throwing the ball, George. You know what I'm saying? Then Buddy gets out of bounds. Like, it's like, dude, like, they did everything you're not supposed to do. Like, the, the last two and a half minutes were torture watching that game. And you knew it. By the way, if you're a Cowboy fan, you knew this was going to happen. This is what they do, Gabe. The first three plays, they were three, oh, a little over three minutes left to play, and uh, Giants actually had two timeouts. All right, so, hey, Pollard, the first three plays, he rushes for 15 yards. Five uh, yards a crack. All right, doing great here. And Giants have to eat a timeout there. And then they give it to Zeke, who gets one yard. Why are you going back to Zeke in the first place, by the way? Oh, God. I'm not saying Pollard would have done better than that, but Pollard was running well. Oh, another and thing, then George. On that third down play, on that third down play, there's two things yep. you can't do. One, if you're going to throw the ball, you damn well better complete it. And he did. Good for him. The second thing is, and everybody has to know this, I, I don't want to blame this on McCarthy and Kellen Moore. I, this, is, this is the player's fault. I assume, I assume they've told him a thousand times you can't go out of bounds. It's the only thing you yeah, can't but, do. You yeah, can't George, go out of bounds. 
they, it's third and seven. They throw it like two yards, and the guy's trying to make a play. He tried to launch over everyone. You know, it matter, you, it's not there. It's, if it's not there, it's not there. Just go down. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, but why that? Why do they rush, throw that? Cooper Rush had to see that there was no first down. Maybe just eat it right there. Oh, he's not going to get it. I'll just slide here. Because once again, yeah, the, eat the 40 seconds. The Cowboys always throw short of the sticks. Always. Yes. Always, 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 always. And they did it in that circumstance. So, no, you're right. The tight end tried to make a play, tried to launch himself over. It was a hell of a play, but he ends up getting knocked out of bounds. He should have just put his head down and stayed in bounds and went down. But they all should have, they should have just ran the ball over and over. And another thing is, too, people don't talk about this. Like, they talk about Chubb like he should have went down. George, like, and that, you, as you mentioned, like, Pollard goes off for 15. You're better off, bro, going off for nine. You know what I mean? Yes. You really are. Yes, you are. And it right. just, yeah, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm telling you, you tell them, listen, if you're open, just sort of go down around the, after eight, nine yards, and we it'll screw them. Because it's first down still then, George. You know what I mean? Boom. You get them in second down, and bang, it's first down. It's like, it just kills it. It kills the clock that way, bro. Right? Because you get the first down, it saves them right away. I mean, it, it, it would be great to see a player thinking like that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a player see, do that. But I know. I'm thinking I'm seeing Yeah, yeah. It would, be, it would be fantastic to see someone have that wherewithal to do that. By the way, I know we, we never talked about that last week. Do you really think that's Chubb's fault? I mean, yes, if he goes down at the one, the game's over. They had a two-touchdown lead. I mean, no, I don't blame Chubb for that. That's an easy cop-out. Like, so what? Exactly. I'm in the belief of just, you know what I mean, but rack it up, like you said. Like, rack. There's a time and a place. You know, like, listen, if a kid, like, gets a pick six, like in college I saw it the other day, and a kid should have went down, but he didn't, but he had a clear path to a touchdown. And it's like you recruited the kid. He's 18 years old. He's there to do that. He's there to have fun and to return that kick. Like that's, you know what I mean? Or the the, the, the interception. You can see the coaching staff wasn't excited about it. But it's like, all right, kid. You know what I mean? We got it. It's got to be a give and take here. I get it. But you remember, though, wasn't it Chubb, George? You're a big fantasy guy. Wasn't it Chubb that people used to get mad at last year? Because didn't he? He took a knee a couple of times. He didn't score in fantasy. People flipped out. And remember, he went on Twitter and said, "I don't care about your fantasy team." <laughs> oh, yeah. It's actually happened a few times where players have gone down. Yes, they've done the Todd right Gurley he used to do that all the so. time. Yeah, and he goes, "I don't care about your effing team." <laughs> and he shouldn't care, by the way. It's not his job to care about our fantasy teams. I got Chubb, uh, Chubb in a league or two, so uh, you know, I, I never blame. Winning the, the NFL game is much more important. You know, the, you think, if you think these fancy players care about your fantasy team, or our bets for that matter, unless they're betting on it too, they don't give a damn no, about any of this. Right? They care about winning football games here. I don't blame Chubb at all for that play. It was a two-touchdown lead at that point. What was You're the exactly odds? Right. It's a great point. to one, everything had to go wrong. It did, but everything had to go wrong. It's almost like saying you shouldn't hit a home run when we're up by five. It's like, what are you, you going to blame me because the bullpen blew the lead after? You know what I mean? Well, like there's a, you know, if you hit a home okay. run, you ruin the rally, right? If you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a three run, oh, no, the rally's over. That makes no sense. But, like, um, there's a circumstance. Like, let's go back in time. Sorry, Charger fan. But let's go back in time. Like, when you pick off Tom Brady in the fourth quarter with a couple of minutes left in the game, don't try to return it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just go down because you're going to fumble it. Like, that, like, you know what I mean? There's certain times. Happened with the Bills once, too. Years ago against the Patriots, ironically enough, it was the same thing. It was the same thing. Who was? I think it was Leotis McKelvin. I think Leotis McKelvin had it. He made like a crazy play. It was a great interception. And instead of going down, I don't know, man, he started returning it and he fumbled it. I think the Patriots won after. And he's like, well, you know, it is what it is. All right. Uh, we got a lot of questions for Kurtz on the other side. But I'm glad to hear that he hit the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Should have been against your Islanders, bro. Looks like they're bad, bad. <laughs> this is Sports Rage. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. <laughs> yes, I do. This is Sports I am Gabriel Moransi. We're kicking it with George Kurtz. All right, so the Cowboys win uh, tonight. And I said earlier, actually, I'll give credit where credit's due. And uh, I think that Kellen Moore called a be- calls a better football game with Cooper Rush than he does with Dak Prescott. Now, we talk about them throwing short of the sticks all the time, but it seems to me like they simplify the playbook, and Cooper Rush has been pretty efficient. With it, so he's now three and zero as a starter. Now I'm not saying that they're going to bench Dak Prescott if he doesn't play well, but Dak Prescott was already under pressure coming into the year. You and I talked about it. Jerry Jones sort of said, you know, I'm not spending all this money on all these players. You're the star, right? Type of thing, like you know, you're the star. Go out there and win games for me. Like I gave you all this money, like these other quarterbacks get. These other guys make their wide receivers better. But I don't think it was fully fair when you consider the offensive line and everything. But they struggled in week one. I mean, look, people were throwing things at him, George, walking off the field, bro. Let's be real. Like, you know, I've said Cowboy fans are too soft. Well, they're, they're throwing trash at him. It's not the first time this stuff's happened either. Like, they'll turn on him fast. And like I said, I'm not saying that they will bench Dak Prescott, but it will be an uncomfortable situation in Dallas with the media and the fans, George, if Dak Prescott does not play well now, especially since Cooper Rush won both games that he started. Yeah, and you, uh, you can see how this is lining up, by the way. All right, I already uh, mentioned what the schedule is. All right, I, I doubt Dak plays this week. I know he's, he was able to grip a football today. He got the stitches out, and great. I think he's close, but I don't think he's going to play this week. Maybe, maybe because the Cowboys did win today, so they give him another week. You're right, all right? you're so right. Let's just yep, say. Yep. Let's just say for giggles here, Dallas wins Sunday. All right, and now they're you know three and zero on the Cooper Rush. All right, he's played Cincinnati, he's played the Giants, and he's played the Commanders. All right, and, we're not and Minnesota last year. And Minnesota. And Minnesota last also year. not a great defense. All right, well, last year they had, they had all sorts of problems in their secondary last year. If Dak comes back and struggles, well, he will he will have struggled against the Buccaneers, the Los Angeles Rams. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Those are the two games Dallas plays that I think he'll be back for. Rams, Eagles, both on the road. So he's being set up for failure. Exactly. That's exactly where I'm going with this. It's not (laughs) playing out well for him. But then Dallas does play Detroit and Chicago the next two weeks after that. Yeah, because he's going to come back. He's going to be rusty. Kellen Moore's an idiot, and they're going to screw it up. So, and, and like you said, Cooper Rush sort of gets the benefit. Listen, let's not take anything away from the Cincinnati. Well, you can't take it away from Cooper Rush. But... There, there's already pressure on Dak Prescott. So I don't think to him it really matters all that much. He's already, you know what I mean, people, you already saw that people will throw trash at him off the field. So I think he sort of gets like where, you know, I think he, I think the honeymoon's over where he understands, you know, what, what it's all about. But at the same point in time, like I said, they, it's going to be a topic of conversation, whether it's fair or not, George. Because as you stated, he probably plays again since they won. So they'll say, listen, we can beat the commanders with Cooper, right? Jerry will have the meaning. And listen, I think we can beat him. So let's 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 hold Dak out. And you said Dak comes back and gets all the tough teams, gets sacked a million times, the bad offensive line and stuff, and then people are ripping Dak. Yeah, it's uh, it's not set up for him to, uh, to do well here. Uh, that's one. This is all assuming. I got to assume that once again, Rush is going to play this week because it doesn't make sense. All right, most people thought uh, Dak wouldn't be back until sometime in, you know, late October. Yeah, you know, but that's when they thought he had ligament damage. He doesn't have ligament damage. I think if the Cowboys had lost tonight or even lost last week and they were one and two, 
maybe Dak plays this week. Maybe. I wouldn't even give it a definite then, but maybe. They, they feel more pressure to put him in there. But the fact that Rush has looked good, the fact that I agree with you about Kellen Moore, he does seem to call a better game with Rush, uh, maybe because he is dumbing it down for him, whatever. It's working. It's certainly working. Well, simplifying. I don't think dumbing down is the right word. It's simplifying the offense. Yeah. Same thing. I, I just made it a more ruder term. All right, simplifying dumbing down means the same. You know, but uh, they're playing the Commanders. Commanders are really just their defense has been blah, right? pretty pretty poor, actually. Obviously, could score some points. Dallas should be okay here. They should win this game. It's it's in Texas as well. So, once again, they should win this game. They'll be If Dak comes back and plays poorly, there's going to be I – don't, I don't care who, who they're playing. There's going to be a lot of noise. A lot of – you know, right. Jerry wants his quarterback controversy. He just might get it. The thing with Cooper Rush is, guys, you need to understand, like, in college, he threw for a ton of freaking yards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in a senior season, he threw for 3,540 yards, 3,853 yards. He played for a program that threw the football a lot, right, in Central Michigan. I mean, in, in his last year, guys, he threw the football 465 times. Uh, the year before, in his junior season, he threw the football 489 times. So it's not, you know, like I said, George, it's not as if though – he, you know what I mean? He hasn't, he didn't play in the biggest conference. He played in the Mac, but he set like a bowl record in the Bahamas Bowl. Like he's played, you know what I mean? He's played a lot of football. He's thrown a lot of passes. Like you put it this way. You look at Trey Lance, bro. Trey Lance is throwing, what's the number we always hear? Oh, he's only throwing 320 passes in his lifetime, right? Like type of thing. Uh, you know, Cooper Rush has thrown th- thousands and thousands of footballs uh, over the years. And I think it shows. I mean, you know, very accurate, George. Throws a nice soft ball. It's not right. too soft that it gets batted down, but he's accurate. It's very catchable ball, except if you're C.D. Lamb for whatever reason on that play. I tweeted that out today. That was the most disappointing thing about the drop pass, that he throws a very catchable ball. It's not. He's not whipping it in there like, you know, Brett Favre and no, John No, he just lobs it in. Toof, he just right. lobs I mean, that's it in. Easy. I mean, you and I can catch that ball. You know, it's just amazing that these guys are dropping these passes here. Uh, catch the ball with your hands. That would help as well, uh, C.D. Lamb. Don't catch it with your body. There was another uh, play with said- C.D. Lamb that actually it kind of goes unnoticed, but I notice everything, uh, especially when I have money on this stuff, is on right before the half there. Uh, so he dropped the ball on, on the bomb, but there was another one. Do you remember, George? Oh, uh, deflection. It was tipped, but the thing is, he yeah. still could have caught it, but he didn't catch it because he didn't want to get hit, if you notice. He looked up, and he's like, oh, I'm about to get smoked, and he sort of lost interest in it, and that was the difference of a field goal attempt and a and, and a punt, and I'm thinking, bro, you just cost a touchdown. Now we can't even go for the field goal because you wussed out. <laughs> like, like, I was pissed at that point. I was annoyed about that. Usually when the ball's tipped, I, I give, uh, you know, all right, it was pipped fine, but that ball was tipped, but it wasn't wobbly. That ball was no, was it, was, it was like it went right to him, too. You know what I mean? Right, but, but it was still a spiral. It wasn't like it was coming out like a kickoff. You know, it's flipping all over the place. Like that exactly. That ball was still a spiral. It, that has, once again, it should have been I should have been caught. CD had a disappointting first half. Anyway, you look at it, it was a terrible first half. He made up for it in the second half, but it was a terrible first half. Everyone's going to talk about the one-handed touchdown catch. Great catch and all. But that play he made on the fourth and four. I thought it was the most important play of the game. He caught that pass on. Uh, he realized he was the hot receiver, turned around quickly, uh, caught maybe a half-yard pass to the, uh, the first down marker, and took the hit. So I thought that was the uh, maybe the most important play of the game for the Cowboys. I don't, you know, I haven't watched the Manning cast very much in the last, you know, it was the last year and then this year. Uh, but uh, Pat McAfee was on tonight. So I was like, oh, I'll check out my boy Pat. So Pat was on. And... Um, and they were they were talking about it, uh, actually. Eli Eli Manning and and Peyton Manning uh, were 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 talking about that. Uh, George Kurtz uh, kicking it uh, with us. You know the thing the, the thing is too, <laughs> like it was real. Uh, you know you look you look at the Dallas Cowboys, George and and Kellen Moore. And so did you catch Kellen Moore? It was on the Manning cast. It was great. They're, they're, the one thing with the Manning cast, they're good. Like, they have a good good production team. They get stuff right away that they want. Like, like the replay. Like, they have their own replays, essentially, right? So, they showed Kellen Moore with the thumbs up smiling after he dropped the pass. And Peyton Manning was disturbed by it, for real. Like, Peyton's all this nice guy and stuff, but he's actually a hard ass, right, when it comes to football. So, and, and Manning's like... 
right away he's like, what the hell are you smiling about? <laughs> I swear to God, Peyton Manning. <laughs> and Eli and Peyton were kind of baffled. And they're like, yeah, yeah, thumbs up. And then Eli, uh, Peyton started ripping him for real. He goes, yeah, thumbs up. He goes, maybe if you smile more, he'll drop another one. And then, and then Peyton says, uh, he goes, can you imagine? He goes, would you imagine Bill Parcells or Bill Belichick giving you the thumbs up after you drop a touchdown pass? Like Peyton Manning was disgusted. He's like, come on, man, you got to catch that. He's like, thumbs up. He's like, I'm not giving you a thumbs up. And Eli's like, oh, I don't know if I'd throw him the ball again. Like, they were taking shots at him. And it's the one thing I didn't realize about the Manning cast, how mean they are. Because I saw, I watched a couple of weeks ago, and it was the same thing, man. Eli, like, oh, it was the timeout with Denver. With Peyton Manning was flipping out. He actually asked for a timeout 50 times on the Manning cast. <laughs> he's like, he goes, hey, maybe you should call a timeout now. And he's like, call a f- effing timeout, man. Uh, it was gold. It's actually a funny show, the, the Manning cast. Tonight, by the way. <laughs> At the end of the first half, he's like, doesn't anybody like timeouts? Don't, don't any of these teams like timeouts? And he was making a reference to uh, the Denver game again. Yeah. I think... Uh, when, uh, I noticed that with the Giants, there. actually, George. They were kind of panicking at the end. It's like, guys, you have three timeouts, man. Why right. are you letting Why the clock go? One? Yeah, you had three timeouts. It was very strange. It was very, especially at that point where you weren't worried about the Dallas offense, right? They couldn't move the ball at all anyway. So it's just very strange that they didn't use those timeouts. But uh, one thing Coaches I thought are about, idiots. Uh, when I saw the Kellen Moore thing with the thumbs up, oh, my God, it's Jason Garrett all over again. I because Garrett always clapped, right? He clapped at everything. Oh, he dropped. Yeah, clap. Oh, do it again. Yeah. Clap. He was always clapping. It just... Uh, maybe it's old school, Gabe. You know, we're, we're old school. We grew up with that where <laughs> you make a bad play. Yeah, you should probably hear about it. You know, I know you. I wouldn't say anything about the oh, coach. Okay, pat on the back. It's all right, buddy. You'll get the, you'll get the next one. Go ahead. Hate I it. wouldn't yell at him like, hey, what the F's wrong with you? I would give him a dirty look, though, if I was the coach. I'd give him a look to know that, yo, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, sort of like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, Parcells, right? The look that could kill, right, George? He wouldn't have to say anything. He'd just look at a player, and the player would know. Yeah, Parcells would give you the look of death. You look you're going to be cut tomorrow. Exactly. That's what Manny said. Could you imagine Parcells and Bill Belichick giving you a thumbs up after you drop a touchdown? Late night anger management class. This is Portridge. Thumbs up. But you know what? It worked because they, you know what I mean? They need him, and he, they went to him, and he played well in the second half. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. All right, listen, I need some cash. What for? I just need it, that's all. Oh, no. Don't tell me. You're gambling again, aren't you? Oh, you weak, weak man. What? This is Fortridge, I am Renzi. Late night anger management class. As we were talking about the Manning cast, if you haven't seen the, uh, there's an SNL skit, although SNL is pretty, they're pretty protective of stuff. Uh, but you, you can find it, it's out there. But just do a Peyton Manning Saturday Night Live. There's a great skit in which he's throwing footballs. He's throwing t- footballs to kids. 
on a field and he's like swearing at them and like you know what I mean he really didn't like but they look like he was when he was <laughs> he's like he smacks a kid in the head with a football uh, yeah, George. George doesn't watch TV besides the Yankees and the Cowboys. No, that's been and, and around for a few years, Gabe. Yeah, that that that's fantastic. What you Have you that seen it? Yeah. Interview with uh, Peyton on about that, by the way, because he actually felt bad about doing <laughs> that to the kids. Those kids are <laughs> actors, by the way. But yeah, he was drilling. It was fantastic. It's funny as hell. All funny. Yeah, I saw the interview with him about police. that. Because, yeah, he, they, he said, I can't tell this kid this. And they said, no, no, don't worry about it. Like, it, he never really, it sort of got him out of his shell, actually, that thing, when people realized how funny he could be. But, yeah, when he calls the plays, like, you know, jet sweep 16 on three. And the kids are kind of, like, looking at him. And he looks at the kid. He goes, what effing part of jet sweep 16 don't you get? Right? And he looks at the kid. And he's like, I'm tired effing around with you guys. And then he whips the ball at the little girl. He's like, you gotta catch that, all right? You gotta effing catch that. Yeah, he's just like a big bully. Oh, it was gold, man. Like, uh, Eli was funny the other day when he went to Penn State, but Eli is funny on the broadcast. You wouldn't, you know, I never really realized Eli was a funny guy when he's on the Giants, but I guess he wasn't in such a good mood when people were booing him as much as they were George all the time. So I uh, wouldn't be in a good mood either, but. Uh, I said it last week, man, when they asked about, when they were booing Russell Wilson in Denver, and they had Shannon Sharp on the Manning cast, and um, and and Shannon Sharp asked uh, asked uh, Peyton Manning. He said, uh, he said, Peyton, when you were on the Broncos, what happened when you went back to Indianapolis? Did you get booed? And without missing a beat, Eli Manning basically said, he didn't leave Indianapolis. He got cut. <laughs> <laughs> and and Peyton's like, yeah, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for uh, you know bringing that up. And Eli loved it. He goes, yeah. He goes, he goes, no. Why would he get booed? He didn't leave. They cut him. <laughs> and Peyton's like, yeah, enough of me getting cut. All right. But people kind of forget that, right? They did let him go because of the next stuff, and they wanted Andrew Luck and and all that. And he ends up winning the Super Bowl uh, with the uh, with the Denver Broncos uh, after. So the Dallas Cowboys, they're three-point favorites over the Commanders right now. And I don't like getting caught up in what I saw last, but the Commanders suck, George. The Cowboys should win this football game. <laughs> it's Wait, true. Well, let me know how you really feel. I, I agree. I mean, well, Carson uh, Wentz had, what, 24 yards passing in the first half yesterday? It's, it's not a good team. I, it, was, uh, it was bad, Carson Wentz, uh, yesterday. And it was bad because... Philadelphia was killing them. They were getting yeah. after them like it was no And that's what Dallas can Cowboys do. Cowboys going to do the same damn thing. Yeah. Any team that can get a pass rush on these guys like Daniel Jones, that's why I like the Cowboys tonight. Right? I, you know, I prefer the Giants over the Cowboys when it comes to fandom. But I was like, you know what? They're, they're not going to be able to deal with the, the, the defense of the Cowboys. The, 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 the defensive line will make enough plays. In this game, they're going to cause enough problems for Daniel Jones. It'll give the Cowboy offense enough opportunities. And I feel the same way. Like you said, Carson Wentz cannot deal with pressure. And and, and the Washington, dude, he got sacked nine times. He got sacked nine times. And Parsons is going to be in a bad mood. You warned me, too. You said Parsons never gets sacks against these guys. Everybody else did uh, tonight. But, uh, you know, Parsons is going to get to Wentz after not getting uh, to Jones tonight. I, you know, I think the number should be higher, and I think it'll go up during the week, actually. I agree with you on all counts here. All counts here. I think you saw tonight what happens when teams uh, gain, really game plan to stop Parsons. Fine. But he's going one-on-one with Demarcus Lawrence, and he had a field day today, right? I mean, Armstrong. They, uh, Dallas has a good good line that gets after people, and you saw it tonight big time. Uh, you could try and take Parsons out, and it worked for the most part. We didn't really hear his name mentioned other than a couple of plays no. here, but Lawrence was all over the place. The Giants' only touchdown drive came on that drive where Lawrence was out. Well, he had the, uh, the foot injury. He came back in late, but when he was out, that's the drive they scored a touchdown here. When they're healthy, Lawrence and Parsons, you know what Lawrence could be on either side? You have no idea what Parsons is going to line up. They're coming after the quarterback, and they will come after Wentz. And, uh, you know, that offensive line for the Commanders is uh, not good. And he took it on turf, too, so the Cowboys be a little faster there. I don't think Wentz is going to have a good game on Sunday at all. The Dallas Cowboys three-point favorite. So I said earlier that right immediately after the Dolphins beat the Bills on Sunday, it'll happen sort of like in a UFC. You're watching a UFC fight. Sometimes a guy will win a fight, and you're like, me and Joey Odessa used to say that. We're like, perfect. He won, bet against him next time, right? People are going to think he's better than he is or whatever. 
And I'm not saying people are going to think the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins are good. But I just sort of thought right after the Bills game, I'm like, all right, you guys are 3-0. Everything's going your way. It won't on Thursday. Right? you got a short week. Two is banged up. Now you're going to Cincinnati. Looks like the Bengals start to put together a little bit after the win uh, against the Jets. They're at home. And I, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bet on the Bengals. But it's three and a half. It's higher than I thought it was going to be. It's three and a half points, George. What do you think about Thursday's game? Well, you know, in Thursday games, history tells us that the home team has a huge advantage here. Also came out today in, regard, in addition to Tua that Waddle's banged up. So uh, if he's hindered or not going to be at 100% here, listen, I'd be shocked if Tua doesn't play. I'm pretty sure he will. Uh, but if Waddle's banged up, especially if he can't go, Thursday night game, it's the home team. I like the Bengals here. Uh, I don't love it, mind you, because I think Miami is a good team. I think Miami also got extremely lucky yesterday in the fact that, what was it, all four members of the Bills' secondary were out? Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, that, that's a huge advantage. I think I was surprised that Buffalo kept it as close as they did uh, in that kind of game there. So uh, I think Miami's a little overrated. But I do think they're a good squad here, but I, I'm going to like the Bengals at home on a Thursday night. But that's almost every Thursday home team that I like, especially with a, a decent squad. Well, there's another interesting point spread, the Buffalo Bills, because I don't know how much healthier suddenly they're going to be uh, this week. And as you mentioned, they had both safeties out there, two rookie cornerbacks starting, and they had two guys from the practice roster on the D-line. They had six backups, and not just backups, but like some deep backups. But like you said, and I brought this up, I've been bringing it up, uh, and I brought it up last night, I brought it up a couple times today. Or, George, if you look at that game, they held the Dolphins to 21 points. Right? I mean, the Dolphins scored early, boom, boom. It was 14-14, and it looked like, oh, boy. This is going to be one of those 41-38 type of games, and it is what it is. Buckle up. But the young kids on the Bills, man, they got thrown into the pit, and they battled as the game went on. And quite frankly, it was the Bills' offense and clock management that let them down. They should have won the football game. The Bills put it this way. George, the Bills had two drives in the final three minutes of the football game and got nothing. That's not on the young defense right there, right? It's, that's not on the defense. That's on the offense. Well, not to mention, one of the touchdowns was because uh, Allen fumbled inside the 10-yard line. You know, that certainly can't blame the defense for that. They gave that up here. Yesterday was one of those games. If you didn't watch the game, you didn't hear anything about the game, you just look at the statistics, not the score. Oh, oh yeah. One by, oh, double digits <laughs> again. Yeah, I, I mean, my, they had over 40 minutes of uh, time possession, had over, yeah, yeah. what, 500 yards of offense? Yeah. It was nuts. Everything that went uh, for the Bills, but they didn't win the game. It's that's why we love football, right? Because you just never truly know here. And then you had the uh, the butt uh, the butt punt at all, or butt safety, whatever you want to call it. There, that was interesting to say the least. Uh, so, actually, I think it's one of those losses where you probably should have won the game. You didn't. You move on. There's nothing you could do about it. You'll nine out of ten times you probably win that game. Yesterday was the one time you didn't. Yeah, you know what? Too, can you imagine? Too, the Dolphins were very lucky. With that butt fumble, butt um, butt uh, safety, that it wasn't a touchdown, right? It could have ended up like the ball, the way it was, the way the ball bounced, and McAfee yeah, actually brought down. it up. Yeah, McAfee brought it up. He said if it was just a couple of inches differently, the ball would. He knows, right? He's a punter. Said the ball would have been a touchdown. He's the one who brought it up. He goes, it was. They're lucky it didn't the way it bounced, and it couldn't help but remind me when it happened. After I was like, man, I can't believe that wasn't a touchdown somehow because I saw it live. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. I was like, oh, right. And we're going back a ways, guys. But in the in the Super Bowl, the Buffalo Bills and the New York Giants, right, in Tampa Bay. It was literally like the last play before the half. It was right before the half. And Jeff Hostetler, the giant quarterback, was in the end zone. And Bruce Smith came in and smoked him. Like, absolutely. And the thing is, Bruce Smith, like, literally swiped, like, as hard as he could at the football and on Hostetler's arm. Like, he didn't go for the sack. He sort of went for the – like, he came in. And like bang, and then he smoked Hostetler at the same time, type of thing. And somehow Hostetler hung on to the football. And um, it was a safety. So it was a safety right before the half, but the touchdown would have made such a difference. Look, the Bills lost by one point on the field goal. Points were at a premium in that game. And, you know, Bruce Smith is convinced if Hostetler drops the ball and it's a touchdown instead of the safety that they would have won the Super Bowl that day. And he also brings up, like, he does not know how Hostetler hung on to that football. But Hostetler was a big, strong guy. I don't know if you remember the play, but 
It was crazy. And I couldn't help but think of that, too, because the Bills set a Super Bowl record. The Bills always, like, do this, George, where they're like, how did they lose? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Bills set a Super Bowl record. They scored a point a minute. They only had the ball 19 minutes, but they scored 19 yeah. points. And the Giants had the ball 41 minutes, and they scored 20 points. It was 2019. It's pretty crazy, eh? Like, they, you know, like, they, they're always, dude, there was another game, George, the Bills. It was a snowstorm years ago. It's probably about 15 years ago. It was a snowstorm, and they were playing the Browns. Derek Anderson was the quarterback of the Browns. He threw 23 yards in the game, and the Bills lost. <laughs> It was an NFL record. Like, no team had ever held another team to 23 yards passing. George had lost before. But the Bills managed to do it, George. I think they lost 6-3 in a field goal fest in a snowstorm. <laughs> One of those records you really, really, really don't want. Uh, I guess it, it's, it's, I mean, well, I it's like the four Super Bowls. Time, uh, Dallas played Green Bay in the playoffs where late in the game, Rodgers, they sacked Rodgers. I forget who it was. Uh, the safety is no longer with the team. Came in, clear shot, sacked him. To this day, I have no idea how Rodgers didn't fumble that ball. And if he, if he fumbled that ball, there was another Dallas defender, right? It was six. Game yeah. was over. Dallas moves on, but he held on to the football. It's amazing how strong some of these quarterbacks' hands are, right? Daniel Jones, not one of them, but other quarterbacks, <laughs> so they just have hands of freaking steel on that ball. I know, man. Like, they said Hosteller, he went down like a moose that got shot or something. Like, boom. But he went down. That was his nickname, too. Is it Hoss and Moose, whatever the hell it was. Like, he went down when I just remember the ball in his arm. And I was like, dude, like, how the hell did you hang on to that? And like I said, like, ask Bruce Smith. Like, yeah, I wouldn't ask Bruce Smith because it would just upset him now, uh, to be honest. Uh, I, you know, so what about the Bears and the Giants? I think the Giants can bounce back and beat the Bears. I think the Giants' offense is better than the Bears. Two offensively challenged teams, but I think the Giants beat the Bears. They're three-point favorites. Next Sunday in New York, the two local games are Giants, Bears, Jets, Steelers. Shoot me. Shoot me. All right, this is the games I have to, I mean, you know, really, I got to get any the TV games of the week. Any at all. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I think next Sunday we only have three late games, too. So, uh, I imagine one's the Giants or Jets. I assume one's the 4 o'clock window. So, that's going to be uh, totally horrific here. Yes, I think the Giants rebound against the Bears. Right? I think the Bears are a terrible team here. So, the Giants will, uh, I think they'll go back to 3 and one I never get the games I want, it seems, this year. Like, college was really pissing me off on Saturday, to be honest. Like, what the hell are you talking about? How do I get this game and not that game? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Level two, quickest 108 minutes in sports talk radio. Rick Saratello will step up and in from the NFL Draft Bible at level three. So George Aaron uh, Judge didn't get there uh, tonight. Uh, Blue Jays win 3-2. Aaron Judge wearing that hoodie. I don't know if you saw his hoodie. It said New York or nowhere. Um, did you see that? His New York or nowhere uh, sweatshirt and hoodie? I did not see that. 
No? Okay, yeah. So he walked into the stadium tonight wearing a hoodie that said New York or nowhere. Except it didn't say Yankees. Didn't say Yankees. Imagine if he's just messing with everyone's head and he's just signed with a oh, Mets. Oh, God. The Mets, I don't think he's going to the Mets. Uh, even if he doesn't sign with the Yankees. The Mets have their own friends that they have to sign, including a massive deal for Alonzo and DeGrom back-to-back years. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he's going there. My team is still, I think if he leaves the Yankees, I still think San Fran's that team that's going to be in play. Yeah, I, I think the Giants are going to make an offer. I think, you know what, I think he wants to stay with the Yankees. I think he'll give him a chance to match type of deal, right? But I think other teams are going to offer a lot more than the 220 the Yankees offered. And are the Yankees going to be willing, like, are, do you, would you want to pay him $400 million? It's no. not your money, so what do you care? No. Yeah, but uh, it's well, not your money. You're right. It's, it's not that, but it's the fact that that means they're not going to sign other players. Hal is not George. You know, George wouldn't care. There'd be no doubt that, uh, that George is staying if George is still only the team, right? No doubt. Not going anywhere. But Hal is more of a businessman. He's already not spending as much as other teams are, right? If he signs Judge, forget it. He won't sign anybody else. He won't. I think. So, uh, it's, it's also this, game. He's going to be 31 next year. Someone's going to give him 10 years. You're going to eat it the last three or four years of that deal. We're already eating it with Stanton. All right? I'm I know. Thinking, Stanton is signed until 28. You know what's going to happen, though. I don't even think New Yorkers are going to blame Judge. They're going to blame Steinbrenner. Because they're going to say, oh, man, they already they're going to say, you have the money, and oh, they, the San Francisco gave them 400 You could have. You just didn't want to do it because you're greedy and you want to keep all the money. They better. Right. It's going to get interesting. Hey, hang in here, George. We'll get you in a couple minutes. I just want to ask your thoughts about the Yankees and a couple of baseball things. On the way out, this is Portrait. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit Airforce.com to learn more.